the United States' supply of medicine is controlled by less than 10 globally influential companies. These companies have an absolute chokehold of the entire industry with more than $1 trillion under their collective control. However, their exploitative practices have now been exposed to public light, and now they've come under fire for possibly fueling a drug epidemic of epic proportions. But are they responsible? Are insurance malpractices to blame? Or have they truly fooled thousands of Americans to becoming addicted to their products? Psych, trick question. Yes, big pharma has ruined the American medical system, and the government has no idea what to do about it. Here's a kicker In Western nations like Germany, patients pay 40% less on their medical bills than Americans. Meanwhile, prominent American drug companies like Eli Lilly, Novo Nordisk, and Sanofi. Have had recent price increases of up to 500% on their products. Coincidence? Unlikely. What's worse, they can get away with it because they have abused the patent system to the point that they control the entire market on certain drugs. By creating new patents for what are the exact same medications, the companies can secure the rights for a drug forever, giving them a government protected monopoly on the drug. This has the unfortunate consequence of completely crushing the motivation to innovate and create new potentially life saving drugs, as the only entities allowed to do so are the drug companies. Thus, the companies can inflate the prices of their drugs by their every whim from 68% up to 500%, as mentioned. Meanwhile, in light of all this, Capitol Hill is struggling harder than ever to respond to these issues. Even with additional evidence in the form of a report stating that insulin prices match or double in less than four years. The drug problem is an absolute mess. Both the White House and Congress are fooling around, for a lack of better words. The Senate is aggressively engaging in pointless cat and mouse games with the Big Pharma Collective. Firmer resolution is the only thing achieved during the deliberations, and no one wants to work with each other because they could care less. Senators like Senator Ron Wyden have slammed Big Pharma as morally repugnant and criticized the companies of operating in an unacceptable way, while other senators have simply repeated the drug company's rhetoric that pharmacy benefit managers and insurance companies confused the system and hiked up prices. That is all they have done. Our representatives have only bickered relentlessly, much like with any significant piece of legislation about to be passed. It's a shameful political filibuster. However, while Congress isn't likely to present any debate for the drug companies, I found someone who can actually deliver answers. Dr. Steve Jang, a local practitioner of internal medicine, has been following the deliberations for a while. I have several questions for him to answer to learn more about the situation. Okay, Dr. Jang, I'm sure you're aware of the few dominant drug companies in the US and their recent price hikes. Could these price hikes be justified in any way? Okay, here is a saying. Many drugs are developed in part with taxpayer funding, federal grants, and public private partnerships. Making this drug isn't that demanding for the companies in the first place. So, charging so much is a clear device for profit. But making drugs isn't cheap, right? After all, a recent study estimated that drug companies spend more than $2.6 billion for every new drug they bring to market. So, won't they have to raise prices to secure profit and remain competitive? That's true, but drug companies can stay competitive without charging more for their products. American manufacturers are pretty much middle of the pack when it comes to the drug invention. Relative to how much money Americans spend on prescriptions. 
So what is a fair profit for life-saving medicine? Often,、uh, pharmaceutical executives see that they cannot afford to manufacture new drugs without profits from previous drugs. While this is a fair point, they already enjoy billions in profits. And besides, as I mentioned before, most of the research is funded by the National Institute of Health. Research and development costs are simply not large. Enough to justify the ridiculous profit margins, but pharmaceutical discovery is still incredibly risky, right? It's expensive to hire skilled scientists and run clinical trials, and most of the time, experimental drugs fail. I mean, the National Institutes of Health can't cover it all. Well, even then, the drug prices aren't really affected by R&D. In reality, the prices of drugs only reflect market forces. They are dependent on how much insurers and sick people are willing to pay for their medicine. Right. So why do some drugs have more than a hundred patents? Patent protections enable drug makers to recoup the money they spend on research and advertising. But the drug makers get so many patents to cheat the system and maintain monopoly on their drugs. Think about it. Why would Humira,、uh, arthritis treatment made by Abi Y, apply for 247 patents? On that note, what do you think will happen with the increased attention on big pharma? Honestly, I think that the drug companies will deflect some of the blames elsewhere on the healthcare system. At the moment, the finance committee should be focusing on. What the drug industry will do lower the cost for patients. Donald Trump's pricing plan could do something to resolve the issue, but at the moment, it's unlikely to see the confirmation. Interesting. Well, thanks for your time. If you need another indication of how bad the big pharma situation is in the U.S., Arkansas has just kickstarted a comprehensive legal feud against big pharma. That's right. The entire state is drawing battle lines against the drug companies that dragged it into the opioid crisis. More than two to fifteen cities and seventy-five counties in the state have united in solidarity to pressure the companies to shell out billions, blaming its aggressive advertising for the hundreds of overdose deaths and subsequent stress on public services. Apparently, the drug company's advertising was so successful that every single man, woman, and child across the state could have taken eighty opioid pills. The problem is, though, the opioid crisis is hardly restricted to Arkansas. It is a nationwide dilemma, with President Trump even declaring a public health emergency. As such, other states are falling in line with Arkansas, calling upon their own existing vendettas. Despite the considerable opposition, however, the drug companies have fortified themselves, consolidating their immense public relations departments. Johnson Johnson is pointing fingers and hurling Rod's lowest rates of abuse. While the healthcare distribution alliance is trying to redirect attention onto its accusers, and I quote, "Those bringing lawsuits would be better served addressing the root causes rather than trying to redirect blame through litigation." Indeed, the drug companies have lobbied the government like they have never lobbied them before. Literally, federal filings show that Pharma, the lobbying group for Big Pharma, spent a tremendous twenty-seven point five million dollars on lobbying activities in 2018. If that doesn't seem like much, consider this. Individual drug companies paid more than 194.3 million more than that. 
They really didn't like the scrutiny on their shady business, and they really didn't like the Trump administration's discovery of new evidence. It's no coincidence that they would be trying to subvert the government as much as possible when they're finally being exposed. They're on the chopping block and they know it. It is worthy to consider the stand small victory against Big Pharma if it can really be considered a victory rather than an unenthusiastic slap to the face. Congress forced less than four drug companies to shell out a meager $260 million to compensate for the $2.5 trillion economic tolls on the U.S. The companies are still at large for bumping up drug prices. Great. Congratulations to our government. The companies have basically won at this point. It's fair to say that Big Pharma is guilty on outcouts based on the evidence. But whether it will be set in stone is unlikely, especially with COVID-19 stealing the attention of the medical world. And thus, another botched investigation goes into the record books. Thanks for listening, and remember, wash your hands.